welcome to Telling the Tale. It's a podcast in which I am here. Also, here is Dustin. There better not be any zombies in this episode. Dustin, today we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead Michonne, Episode 3, What We Deserve, and there are zombies in it. I'm sorry about that. Shit. That's okay. You didn't know. (laughs) I had a suspicion, if I can be honest. (laughs) I thought it might be true. Well, I wish you had told me. Well, this is our... uh, 80-somethingth official Telltale episode that we're covering on the show. Released originally on April 26th, 2016. Written by Nicole Martinez, Erica Harrell, uh, Desiree Proctor, and Joshua Rubin. Designed by Michael McCormick and Jean-Francois Guastaya, or Guastaya, or Guastala, perhaps. Directed by Jason Latino. And with all that in mind, Dustin, yes. why did Gunn put a love in my hand? You know what? You asked me that last week, and all I have to say about that is No, that I actually Ru- asked last week, why did love put a gun in my hand? But I messed it up this time, and I oh. just kept going. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so words. cool. Well, in my honest opinion, I think that Ruben is a very good name. Yeah, good last name, Joshua Rubin. It's yeah, a good that's... first name too, but like a, a a nice Rubin at the end of your name. Hmm. I I think I prefer it as a last name over a first name, but either way is good because Rubin is a, a sandwich. Yes, and I I adore being compared to a sandwich. Dustin, you're dodging the question. Why did love put a gun in my hand? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was born that way. I wait. My hand. <laughs> no love. Oh, love was born in a way that would encourage it to put a gun in my hand. Yeah. I don't think we talked about this song yet. I don't think so either. Yeah, it was in the other two episodes, but we didn't bring it up for whatever reason. Uh, I I think the first time I heard it, when it was the theme song of episode one of The Mm -hmm. Walking Dead Michonne, and Dorothy, who I looked up as as the uh, artist responsible for crafting the song, uh, saying the lyrics, Why did love put a gun in my hand? I heard that and I thought, yeah, that's pretty good. And then, <laughs> well, actually, I think my first thought was that it was, why did Lord put a gun in my hand? Like, maybe talking about God in some way? The the Lord? Yeah, but I, I couldn't hear the lyrics. Turns out it's not Lord, it's love. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. It is a good song. I keep forgetting to bring it up, but I think it's a cool intro. Yeah. We didn't talk about it in the first episode, did we? I, I remember no. not. No, we didn't talk I, about it in the first episode. And then I in the second episode, I heard it and I was like, yeah, I really like this song. And then we didn't talk about it. In the third episode, <laughs> I heard it and I thought, this is the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I do like it. And I think it's cool having like all the uh, all the comic panels in the in the background. It's It's a very nice stylized intro. Yeah, remember how we uh, we had that little side quest into researching the history of the song Busy Earning for right. the, the first episode of Tales from the Borderlands? Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. we found out it was in all these different video games and a, like three different video games from all around the same time. Yeah. So I found out that this song is also in Far Cry 5. Ooh. And... I looked at the, uh, which is not released at the same time. This That was a few years later after. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, was it? 
Good question. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> far Cry Five. Maybe you're a Far Cry from correct. It was. It was only two years after. Okay. Well, that that's enough that I wouldn't necessarily consider it around the exact same time. Well, certainly not in the way that Busy Earning was. But yeah, it's like yeah. it had a vibe. It had a moment. Yeah. Um. It, okay, so I went to the YouTube page for this video. I watched it. There wasn't a, a there wasn't a video. It was just like a uploaded with the album art, a still image. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And everyone in the comments section, it weirded me out because they were all talking about Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> A game you hadn't even brought up yet. A game, well, for a good reason. Because I looked it up, it's not in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I guess that would be a good reason, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great Why are they talking about it? it? Well, I had to dig deep because I couldn't figure it out. And I, I went back to the uh, like credits page for Red Dead Redemption 2 like three times looking mm-hmm. at this YouTube page. Because I'm thinking, like, too many people are talking about it. This is silly. <laughs> it's it's got to... If they're all talking about it, then it must be in that game, right? And then I saw right. one person say, Yeah, it's so strange to remember this was never in Red Dead Redemption 2. And it was actually the theme song to The Walking Dead Michonne. <laughs> so it's like wow. all these people just saying, like, Yeah, this would have been really good in Red Dead 2. <laughs> that's so bizarre that that's i i don't even know how to respond to that (laughs) yeah right so it's it's like so (laughs) it's a good amount of comments there were like five or six comments on this video that all talked about red dead redemption 2 and and it's just not in it but it is in michonne it is in michonne it is in far cry 5 uh it is in a TV show that was released around the same time too, but I didn't write that down. And I'm it's, I'm so thrown off. It was for none of those things. It was uh, it, it was just a Dorothy a song, song at uh, an original at the beginning, yeah. And then, uh, in Telltale fashion, starting with Tales from the Borderlands, I guess that they asked for it and, and had a pretty good uh metric of taste when they were taking it in i i mean i get why people would think it could be in red dead redemption 2 it's a western feeling song the phrase mm-hmm. why did love put a gun in my hand is one of the most western feels i've ever felt right <laughs> howdy partner why did love put a gun in my hand wow yeah and I- it- <laughs> Yeah. I thought I was talking to a real cowboy for a second. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I really... I, I should put that under lock and key. I, I know that's too powerful. You could break that out at parties. Yeah, uh, so that's that song. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it's notably not in Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that mystery. Yeah. Um... I work with a bunch of people who worked on Red Dead Redemption 2. I wonder, I, I should ask them, hey, do you not know this song? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think this would have been great in Red Dead 2? Why didn't you use this song? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think about that? <laughs> I bet they don't. <laughs> they probably like, mm. Do you ever not think about not using this song? I think about what's for lunch today. <laughs> um... 
I, I okay. Di- we've done a disservice to the episode immediately because I think it's a great episode. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, you played it like uh, was it a whole week ago or was it just like during the week? You played it like a while back. Yeah, it was like just under a week ago. Uh, I I was trying to get some stuff done. I edited the podcast and I thought, oh, I'll just play the game now. And uh, I did it basically right after i edited the last podcast uh good job i just played it before we started recording (laughs) yeah i know you're coming fresh like you've come fresh off the games before but this is real fresh oh i don't think this is even the freshest i've been that is true (laughs) i've no need to really come (laughs) off of them uh i think this is one of the best episodes we've played in a really really long time and i don't i don't think you're there with me quite yet but um i've had i've had the week to think about it I really right. liked it. Really, really liked it. Well, even even when you finished, you said it was really good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I liked it. I don't want to sound like I didn't, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm quite up there on your level quite yet. But I'm sure by the end of it, I will have been convinced. So in the last episode, we were talking with each other. We had that decision to either kill or not kill Randall at the very end. Mm-hmm, and that Randall guy. We had uh, we had landed on opposite sides of that decision, where I I was not fussed putting a, uh, a a wrench into the side of Randall's head really hard. Right. Yeah, I thought it was just the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I uh, that's I, you take one look at that guy and listen to what he says, and you're like, yeah, I could I could wrench you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I did that, and we were talking about that episode and that decision. I think positively, we were we were saying like, "Oh yeah, that that was, you know, it definitely came down to some very practical things we had to consider." Um, yeah. For example, with uh, with you, the Monroe people who sent Randall up there still had Pete, your friend, in their custody, mm-hmm. so you killing randall would put pete at risk and i think that made a lot of sense for you i had pete with me so i didn't have that exact kind you, you of didn't, fear you didn't have anything to lose really no i didn't have anything to lose and randall was making bad arguments for himself which yeah. we talked about last episode <laughs> he was like as soon as i get out i'm gonna kill those kids and i'm like okay well then i'm not gonna let you do it <laughs> why why did you say that that's weird you said the quiet part out loud <laughs> Yeah, it just I don't what what is your argument for? Who why are you talking? <laughs> yeah, you're bad at this. Um <laughs> uh, but it it was it was a very practical kind of choice, right? Mm-hmm, uh, where right. It, it was I think falling into a trap that Walking Dead games or some of the Walking Dead episodes we've played so far that don't really land with me can mm-hmm. fall into where it's like too focused on the practicality of this because if it just comes down to like okay what do you do on in a strategic level that that is cool and it does it in a game in a way that other games don't do but it doesn't resonate quite as loudly as some of the other things that this game can do like it did in season one uh with station wagon guy or throughout season two with kenny we talked about those things to death. They're very good moments. Uh, they've kind of impacted how we think about this entire podcast effort now. 
mm-hmm. those moments. And w- when you compare that to what Randall was going through, it's just like, I, I'm pretty detached as a player to caring about Randall. Right. Um, I, like, he, he, him living or dying is a matter of practicality. How do you feel about a character like this? Randall is not necessarily a, uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't describe him as like a three dimensional villain. He just straight up is like, oh yeah, I'm just a bad guy and I'm going to kill everybody and that's it. Yeah, it's pretty arch. It's kind of fun. Uh, I it, It's fun in a way that Walking Dead characters are not fun usually, which has a little tonal dissonance to it, but I mean... It it, well, it creates a little bit of levity in the moment of The Walking Dead because uh, everything is so dour and sad. But with Randall, it's just like it's almost funny how he's saying, "Okay, untie me." But if you untie me, I'm gonna kill those kids. Like, okay, Randall, then <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Try that one again. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think about how things like a lot of modern Disney movies try to have like either twist villains or villains that like aren't yeah. actually villains. They're very sympathetic, but then um, just humanizing them in in ways. Yeah, that... which is a good enough way to do it. But I feel like if you start to rely on that, then it gets a little old. Like you think about the villains in older Disney movies and how they're just ruthless. I feel like you got to have some stuff like that sometimes too and it's cool it it, i don't know if i would say it's cool actually but it's neat (laughs) those are the same things (laughs) i like that we get to have a villain that's just able to they don't even try to make you want to keep this guy alive but i do like that the reasoning for maybe wanting to keep him alive doesn't come down to the character himself it comes down to outside factors because they really make you want to kill this guy yeah there's there's something to be said about villains who are just like evil at the core because that's that's a fantasy thing like people really aren't in Mm -hmm. ways like that. I mean, like, there are, I think there are evil people in the world, but their evilness comes from, um, like, they're convinced something would be good where I think that would be evil. Like, like, right. they're, they're thinking toward good all the time. They're not just, like, blindly swinging their fists around. Yeah, they're not like, I'm a bad guy. I like kicking dogs and biting <laughs> frogs. <laughs> Yeah, if you kick dogs and bite frogs, you're going to be laughed out at any kind of improv group. That's <laughs> that's just not allowed. That that that's stuff not, doesn't get off get the ground that. to be evil. It's just annoying. It's not going to make you very many fans. Yeah. Uh, so, what, like, I think it makes sense to give villains reasons. Like, th- there's a difference between giving them a reason and giving them a justification, right? Yeah. Uh, like, like I think some of those early Disney villains that like, oh, I really am just shitty. There's no reason for it. Like that, that's bad too. Um, but then like going so hard in the other direction and like justifying evil, I think is pretty not good also. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a weird brand of some Star Wars fans who, uh, you know, I, I love Star Wars fans, but, uh, so, some of them will occasionally from time to time make arguments of like you know the empire was really the one who uh you know the maybe the empire was right 
and <laughs> uh, like, nah, Maybe dude, you're right you're way too far gone. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's really bad, actually. <laughs> that uh, you could come away with that thought, right? Uh, but I I do think they're they're picking up on the idea that like, oh, the empire is all about order and trying to establish communications between places, which in a vacuum of all context makes sense you'd rather things be orderly than chaotic in order to just get stuff done but then when you look at what that order is doing when it's uh implemented on faraway planets and and things like that like hey we should just understand that's bad and (laughs) like not try to justify the um space nazis (laughs) yeah sometimes you can just not like them yeah, I, I I don't think Randall's completely without justification to bring it back to the thing the episode is about. Um, I I think that Randall has seen people steal his community's stuff. And he's like policing that way too hard, obviously. He's he's crazed and violent. Um, but like uh-huh. that's probably where his justification is kind is trying to come from, or like his reasoning. Right. Sam stole their food. So he's got to go <laughs> So sh- he's going to kill people. everyone. <laughs> yeah. I guess I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's clearly way too arch and, and silly to be taken as seriously as some of the other Walking Dead characters we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it I is feel something. Like, I, I kind of feel like I would be a little harsher on it if it were like... I don't know. I don't know if this is a good reason. I was going to say if it was, like, in the main Walking Dead games, but, like, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel right to say this isn't one of the main Walking Dead games. This might be the only main Walking Dead game. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, I think about Carver. Because Carver is probably the closest we've come to this right of just a a dreadfully villainous character in this story Mm -hmm. before there really is nothing in season one uh station wagon guy in season one and kenny in season two are both like only villains as far as their work conflicts with yours yeah and well i mean they're still bad people they're very bad people but uh carver's a villain carver i i think made a lot more sense with everything that he was doing than randall randall's really just like saying evil things that will get him killed and are not in his favor for no reason (laughs) yeah he's he's very he's a very cartoonish villain in a series that is not really it's that's not really what i'm looking for in the walking dead it feels very it feels like it doesn't fit as well but it is very different and i laughed so <laughs> well what, what's interesting about uh discussions about carver is that for me he wasn't in this episode that's true carver was not in this episode but you know who was carver for you yeah, that's true. Randall, what were you going I got to say? <laughs> I, I was going to say Randall, but I forgot he wasn't in it for you. Yeah. Uh, so you actually did not get what I was about to bring up. I literally don't so, know what you're talking about. Well, there's no way you could. Randall was dead. So Randall talking to Michonne, 
brings up how they sunk Monroe, and he brings up how. Uh, but you, people... do you have to have sunk Monroe? Because I, I, um, I guess I did too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just assume that's how it went down. You sunk Monroe with the the flare. Okay, like and, there's and no so, way around that. I don't think so. That seems like too big a a thing to. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't looked into uh, the differing choices. But um, so Randall's talking to you, and he says that you destroyed their home, and uh, people, some people died as a result, including uh, children. And I'm sitting here thinking, you just threatened to kill these children, and also yeah. you killed those people <laughs> on the on the other ship, just like mercilessly. Yeah, and like it did, it all it all came around because you he kidnapped you, and then even if you told him the entire truth, he did not believe you. So yeah. like it's really hard to get on the side of trying to empathize with Monroe after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks whenever anyone dies, but I mean, Zachary, when the when the group shows up later, says it wasn't her fault. Like he stands up for Michonne, mm-hmm. uh, so that is good. But just the the gall on this guy, the the absolute balls on on Randall to bring up how people and children died after the things he's done. I was like. You are... I don't like you very much. Yeah, it it doesn't really come up in the episode, for me at least. Uh, but right. it, it was worth remembering. Randall probably killed that entire ferry full of people before yeah. the game even started. That's that's what you're told anyway. Sam tells you in the first episode. Yeah, and... that's casual backstory. Yeah. That he just killed <laughs> a ferry full of people. Yeah, it's, it's just something thrown out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I, it, it, Michonne doesn't say anything about it. It's it's not like Michonne can call him out on his bullshit. But I'm just sitting here thinking you have are bad at this. <laughs> uh, well, for me, uh, uh, something a little bit different happened. He was dead, so he uh, very early in the episode turned in, into a zombie, Ooh. as is uh, as is tradition. Right, so I I forget you you killed him with the wrench earlier, so you yeah yeah so he is left to turn into a walker. Yeah, I killed him with the wrench. Uh, he's left to turn into a walker, and he's just sort of like rah, 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 rah. he's still I'm scary. Uh, in in the hand vice thing, they take him off, they tie him to a chair, and what they do is they put a bag over his head, and right. um, we we sort of determine. Okay, if we keep this bag on his head and we act fast in the moment and everyone's armed, everyone here, because I still have Pete, remember, uh, everyone here might be able to dupe Norma when she comes around because she's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we get a, a call on the radio from Norma and she goes, Michonne, Michonne, answer. And I can't have Randall answer anymore because he's dead. <laughs> That's true. So I just have to talk to Norma, and she's like, hey, look, I've got three of your people. We found your boat. We found Sadiq, Oak, and uh, the other one, Berto. <laughs> yeah, the the other one. So did that happen for you? 
Yeah, that actually did happen for me, but they put the bag over Randall's head because of how badly beaten he is. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like, you know, they got him all tied up. Maybe they should have just washed his face off. Yeah, I think just, that like, was the definitely off. better in my version. <laughs> uh, like, I, I think they just were railroading the player into having a bag on his face, and it makes sense for the zombie <laughs> like, version. And doesn't we're not getting rid of this bag. We're very proud of this bag. <laughs> we animated it one way, so we got to <laughs> have that bag on his face. You know what's so funny is uh, when Randall has the bag on his head in my episode, his voice is all muffled. Oh. And I, I, I just think about how, uh, yeah, if he's a walker, <laughs> he would basically sound exactly the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. That's that's just a funny little thing. But the way you described it makes me, like, I know this isn't how your scene played out, but it makes it sound like a sitcom plot. <laughs> yeah it's like oh geez randall's a walker all right put this bag over his head yeah maybe they need to we do can some weekend it... at bernie's shit yeah the boss is coming over for dinner maybe we can get out of this uh so norma calls and says yeah we got your boat they're fucked up uh we're we're not gonna touch them if you don't touch randall and i'll be there soon <laughs> and they just look at each other like Ugh. yeah 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 that's basically how it turned out sam and peter in the back and they're looking at each other like pull my collar yeah uh, yeah so that kind of happened the same for me except it's pete that calls you on the walkie-talkie and tells you that they got the people on the boat oh weird cool but but he he, he tells you he's fine and uh they're gonna negotiate okay did did they capture Pete as well, or is he just behind? Well, Pete's Pete's with them. Okay, so so they have yeah, they still have him. So they have four people that they're bringing to you mm-hmm. to get Randall. For me, they only had three. Right, and you know what's funny about this? I guess not funny, but um, thinking about it, if you had Pete stay with you, they would have less of an upper hand in the situation, like. I guess it doesn't, that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But like at the time I was thinking, oh, they have so many of my guys. I got oh, one yeah. of their guys. Well, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I think we both played the situation that we had pretty well. Where mm-hmm. like, if they have four people, keep Randall alive. Only three though. And one of them's not even Pete. You can kill that guy. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even I care about say- Oak. <laughs> I, I I actually do like Oak. I do after, like Oak. I, 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 I liked. I didn't care for him in the first episode. Rem, I in the first episode I said, "There's no way I'm going to remember all these guys. There's no way I'm going to care about them." But I think that flashback at the beginning of this episode endeared me to them more than anything in the first episode. Yeah, it was a flashback. We should bring that up it, real quick, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you're on the boat. Michonne's like distanced herself from the group. And then Oak comes over, brings her some coffee, and says, you should play a card game. And that's that's yeah. basically it. But it's a nice little famil- familial familial moment. That's the yeah, word I like, wanted. In the, in the first episode, Oak is pretty, uh, he's kind of a hard ass. Uh, and I get it. This is not, not a uh, great situation for anyone to be in. But here you kind of get him opening up to Michonne a little bit, has him kind of, it shows him in a softer light. Yeah. 
but in a way that worked like i could buy him being this guy i could buy him being the guy in the first episode uh he's drinking a coffee that's entirely whiskey yeah (laughs) he's just that kind of guy he's just that kind of guy um so you you find out norma's coming though and this is this is the big uh you know what do you want to call it this is the, the the big conflict of the episode you need to go around the house giving people guns this is a big walk around and click on stuff moment in the episode you give right. you can give everyone a gun uh i didn't give alex a gun alex is the youngest boy i also did not give him a gun james though i felt like he's old enough to have one you can handle this. He was like you're thir- about thirteen, maybe, which is yeah. You know, you're you're an older than Clementine. I did I did write down in my notes. Just gave a kid a gun. <laughs> <laughs> feel pretty good about feel, it. Feel I feel conflicted, but I think it's gonna work out. <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> yeah, he's like probably. I said thirteen. He's probably younger than that, considering how old Clementine feels, and she's like eleven in season two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this guy's probably 10, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But he can have a gun for, as a treat. Yeah, I mean, Clementine, you gave her a gun when she was 8. Yeah, but, like, there's other people here. And also, like, I was trying to take True. care of Clementine. I was more like, I guess I'm trying to c- take care of James and Alex, but more in a way of, like, ah, please just don't die on your own. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I'm not your parent. Just go ahead and not die on your own, please. Right. Yeah. Um, you give Sam a gun, you give Pete a gun, you give Paige a gun. Paige, the character that we only referred to as Blonde Lady in the last episode. Yeah, Paige is her name. And we, they don't like, I guess they do outright say, they tell you that Paige actually has no relation to this family. She's just, I guess she's just someone like Michonne who just like found them and needed to live. Yeah, that that's how it sounded. I I thought at first that maybe she was like a carer for the mom. Yeah, while she I, was I thought sick she had some sort of. But no. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, she's just sort of around. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So you, you pass out the guns. You you have a nice moment with Alex. You have a nice moment with all of them, really. But Alex in particular is uh just. Stuck in a closet with a bunch of blankets and, and toys and stuff. And uh, he's just freaking out. He doesn't know that his dad was just shot. Yeah. Uh, so you have a choice of how you want to tell him. like, Because he's asking for his dad. And you can tell him he's dead or he's probably not coming. Or he'll be here. Uh, what did you say? I said... Hmm... <sighs> What was the exact wording? I believe I said, like, uh, he can't come right now. I, I said which, that, too. Yeah. Because I was thinking... So this took me a while to think of what to say. I, I didn't want to tell this kid just straight up that his dad died, even though it might have been, like, a good answer. Just straight up tell him. But, like, this kid's fucking upset already. Yeah. Treat it with uh, courtesy. And I just remembered how in the first episode of season one, Lee didn't straight up tell Clementine right away about her parents. Like, I think Lee gathers that her parents died from the uh, answering machine messages, but he just tells her, uh, I think it's I think it might be a while. 
Yeah, with, with Lee's thing though, like it's it's even with the answering messages, he's not sure. Not yeah. like not really. He's he's I mean he's pretty sure, but he doesn't actually he didn't know. See it. He didn't see it, but Michonne did see the actual death. Yeah, we all saw it. it his head exploded. Right. Rough but stuff. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to tiptoe through this minefield. I'm trying to mm-hmm. treat the situation like just as delicately as I can. <laughs> and it, I, mean, I, I don't think it was a good call because you see Alex is a little uh, peeved off at you later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you do see that. That's about all it affects, though, which is yeah. uh, pr- pretty pretty tasteful, I think. It's just you can see the emotional impact of that choice yeah. and then you move on. Yeah, it's not, like, important to what's going to happen, but, like, it's just enough to make you feel like, oh, geez, whoops. Yeah, it was about at this point in the episode, right after we passed out the guns and we were getting ready for Norma to show up, that I was starting to feel like, if this is really just, like, a conflict between Michonne and Sam's family and Norma's group, and that's, like, the, the, the real conflict of this mini-season... I I don't know how into it I really am. I I don't think Norma's group has presented themselves as being ideologically interesting enough mm-hmm. to be thought of in that way. Uh, w- which might be a, f- a failing in in ways, but uh, it it turns out at least to me that really wasn't what this season was about. Uh, and we we see that sort of put on later as Norma gets there. The Monroe people. There's like three of them in addition to Norma, and they... Well, I mean, there's there's probably one for each person of yours that they have, right? Yeah. Um. So so for you, when that happened, do they have all four of them, including Pete, lined up? Yes, they had all of them there. Oh, okay. So how'd this go down for you? So she just gave me Pete first. She says, like, look... Okay. See, I'm 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 not so bad. Here's your here's your little Pete friend. Okay. And you kind of kind of showing them like, yes, I I can be reasoned with. So she just cuts Pete's uh uh restraint and he goes back with his group and then she asks for Randall. So this kind of happened with Oak or uh sorry, no, Sadiq for me. Okay. Sadiq was sent over pretty fast. Uh, just like right at the beginning. And we knew that we just couldn't san- send Randall over <laughs> because he's a zombie under that bag. <laughs> so so we, we did like, we, we showed them Randall's face and then we like pulled him back and stuff and <laughs> just tried to give them a little taste of, there might be Randall here. I don't know. <laughs> mm maybe maybe not but then uh because i knew i had to get out of that i signaled to Paige, who was still upstairs with the sniper mm-hmm. to shoot norma straight up Ooh. uh norma did not die from this but like recoiled and uh at that point gabby whose name i only know because it showed up in the subtitles shot berto <laughs> and berto died i lost berto so I also lost uh, Berto, but not because I had paid shoot Norma. I, well, I did not. Yeah, sorry. No, I, Gabby shot Berto before Paige shot Norma for me too. I, yeah. I, I, I said that backwards. 
yeah. So, I'm guessing it went the same where she's just kind of freaking out. She's like, no, uh, she destroyed our home, so I'm going to shoot one of her guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she was a she's a real shithead. <laughs> yeah. She sucks. Yeah. Uh, and, and like at at the response of Gabby shooting Berto, then I signaled Paige to shoot Norma. Norma did not die. She was staggered back. And then during the commotion of that, Oak ran in on his own. Ooh, okay. So how did, how did Oak go for you? Is Oak alive? Yes, Oak lived for me. Um, I think they just gave me Oak once uh, we gave her Randall. Oh, yeah, because that was an option for you. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, I could yeah. do it, but I was thinking I I should not give them this zombie. <laughs> but it but it sounds like Berto is just he can't get out of there. Yeah, Berto might be scheduled for death no matter what. Well, did did you have the option? Do you remember of like immediately throwing Randall across? Um, because I would try that if I if I had the option. Like, just right away, just giving him Randall right away? Yeah. Could that have saved Berto? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, what was or what maybe. was Randall's reaction when he was sent across? What was what was he saying? Um, he wasn't really saying much since he was so beaten up. We just took the bag off his head. And Norma's like, uh, what the hell did you do to him? Uh, you know, because he's all beaten up, and Michonne's like, "Look, he killed their dad. He killed an innocent person. I think he deserved worse than we gave him." And Norma's just, just kind of like, "Well, okay, here you can have this other guy." Oh, really? She like accepts yeah. that logic? Yeah, she just accepts it. I, I think she had no choice but to accept it because it made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she's she, we gave her a lot of shit earlier, but she's uh, she's answering to reason pretty well. Yeah, she she knows a good bargain. She just wants her brother back. I did yeah, she... not have her brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, you you didn't have that bargaining chip. Yeah, but it sounds like Oak made it out of there alive anyway. Yeah, so so Berto might die regardless. Sadiq might be sent over regardless. I don't know if Oak could die there, but it sounds sounds like he was like the last one. No matter what you do to be sent across. So, I did look at some... Cho- I know I just said earlier that I didn't look up what happens in different Yeah, choices, you just lied to me? Actually, what are you talking about? Yeah, I guess I did. Why? Because I did... <laughs> Why would you lie? <laughs> I guess I'm just so used to not doing it. Okay. Um. So, I think... I, I just skimmed the wiki. I, I didn't, like, memorize it. But it sounded like if you make some wrong calls... Oak can just, they'll just straight up kill Oak. Mm, okay. But maybe Sadiq living and Berto dying are, are constants? Yeah. I, I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't see anything on Sadiq. I think, I think since Oak is like the one of the guys that they made kind of stand out from the others, they were like, okay, this mm-hmm. will be the determinant. Yeah, the that's, just that makes a lot of sense because Sadiq and Berto both are like I barely got any characterization from them at all. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want them to die. But sure, yeah, no, I, I, I was I'm, trying to protect them, but I... Uh, I was not that upset when... Oak is uh, the one that you want to try to save. Yeah, Oak is the one I was like, no, we had that flashback earlier. <laughs> Uh, so at some point in, during this, for me, Norma said, look, I'll make a peace offering and then shot a flare into the air. And I was thinking, (laughs) how does this, how does this produce peace for me? Yeah. You just signaled (laughs) where we are and probably just brought like the walkers to this area. Yeah. There's a lot of flare work in this first, uh, in in the season and I don't. (laughs) I don't get what it represents. I don't understand why people keep doing it. Yeah, I thought you wanted uh, them to not know where you are is the thing about this. Yeah, uh, seems like a weird peace offering. (laughs) But thanks, I guess. Yeah, in any way, the the flare signals zombies. So they all come eventually. And at this point where, like, negotiations for me are just really breaking down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the zombies start attacking, and then also Monroe starts attacking us. And there's a lot of just people dying all over the place. Somehow, everyone from Monroe just died throughout <laughs> this this process, but not before they threw some Molotov cocktails into the house, lit it on fire. Um. So here here's yeah. a question for you: mm-hmm. What happened to make them start attacking? I guess was it just when they found out that uh, Randall was a walker that you, you well we we shot them? we shot Norma in the shoulder right 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 That's so right. like tensions were high <laughs> <laughs> yeah to to say the least and then like the the zombie the zombies approaching kind of forced people's hands into action and that action right. was directed at a battle between the three factions of Sam's group. Um, Norma's group and the zombies. Do you want to know what happened to me? Sure. So, once Norma undoes Randall's restraints, he just goes right for Michonne. Like, he just Randall straight does? up... Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't lying. He really was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess he's a man of his word. <laughs> does Norma tr- try to, like, stop him or anything? No, he just starts attacking Michonne, and Michonne shoots him up in the face through the mouth. Oh, and Fun. that's 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 when uh, Norma's like, "All right, uh, kill them all." I okay. I don't understand Norma. Like you can see Randall doing this, and she's just like, "Yeah, but he's allowed." <laughs> he's allowed until he dies. Yeah, like you're not allowed. If if some people I love, I'm just trying to think of my real loved ones in real life. Just started like openly and without shame and without trying to hide anything. Just start attacking people and then they get beat up or killed because of that. I'm going to be like, dude, that's really sad for me. But I also understand every part of what made that happen. <laughs> I, I I totally understand why my loved ones were just attacked and maybe killed because of them attacking and maybe killing other people. Like, I it, get it's that. It's hard but for I me mean... to not just sort of reason that one out. Like, Norma, you got to not... <laughs> he's being so weird yeah you know what she's really taking her brother being shot in the face you know the weird way well she yeah i think i think so (laughs) i don't know like i don't necessarily think she made the right call here maybe she should have just done what you said but i get it 
I, I, I get, get what it, would yeah. drive her to do this. Yeah, I get it. But I guess what I don't get is everyone else in the party being like, Norma, did you, he just attacked her. <laughs> like, right. everyone well, well, else tensions... doesn't have the brother relationship that Norma has. Well, tensions were high already. Like, it seemed like everyone else from Monroe wanted to kill these guys. They were just like, Michonne and the other, they just fucked up our home. Yeah. We were really angry and agitated. So I think they were just looking for an excuse. Yeah, I think it's this, uh, like, this already willingness to, uh, just to, to really hate Michonne's group. That seems to to come in a lot of ways out of nowhere if you just like were around enough. And I think Zachary is the Zachary is my avatar in this situation, right? Where Zachary's right. like, dude, I saw what happened to like, how could they have done anything else? And then uh people like Gabby are like, Yeah, but I gotta shoot. And right. then Berto dies well, as a as a gesture. Yeah, I mean some people are just like that and awful. Mm-hmm. Some like it's easy for us to say these things. We're not in the middle of a giant apocalypse with people shooting one another over zombies. Like, it's easy for us to say, you know what? I would have just done this. Yeah. But we weren't yeah. We weren't there, man. So, at some point, um, you're fighting Norma, and it's an action mm. sequence. There's some uh, quick time events and stuff. But she is eventually bitten. And then you have the choice to either end her suffering or... Just let her be eaten alive by a bunch of zombies. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah, what did you choose? I ended her suffering. I didn't see a reason to not do that. Um, so the idea of dying to being eaten apart feels rough. Right. So I also ended her suffering, but the main reason was because, uh, well, I didn't want there to be more of these things. But at the same oh, sure. time, yeah. I guess, I guess, like. What's one more when you're already being attacked by like several dozen? Yeah, the difference between like fifteen and sixteen is not it's not gonna really make a dent. Right. That that was just my thinking at the time. It I makes was like, sense. Well that's it makes sense. That's a whole other walker out there that could just get us from anywhere. There's also been a lot of talk in this uh season about I, I don't think we've seen it that much of like a, about turning into a walker is worse than just dying. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I, I guess I could have, you know, felt that way on my own. But it's it people really have gone out of their way this episode to say, like, he didn't turn, right? When they're talking about Greg. Yeah. Like, he didn't. He didn't turn, right? And, like, that's their concern when he died. And uh, I, I chose to tell them, no, he didn't. Even though, like, how could he not? Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I also said that. Yeah, so I, I guess I was primed to just think like, yeah, I, anyone who could become a, a zombie not become a, not becoming a zombie is probably good. Probably an, an overall yeah. good thing. Um, Agreed. So then the entire, your party, it's all in the house and it's burning down because of the Molotov cocktails, which they just had, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they just had them ready to go. They pro- Maybe they foresaw this happening. A Molotov cocktail is like it, it's obviously very scrowdy row. You can just put it together, but like you still need to think like, okay, well, let me set up this rag and let me make sure the alcohol <laughs> is exactly uh, the the right level within the bottle. Uh, let me light it. Ooh, okay, my lighter's not clicking. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> it's still like not <laughs> an you. instant thing. 
And whenever anyone in a video game throws one, it looks like you had an already lit Molotov cocktail in your bag, which is very funny <laughs> to me. Good thing I had this ready for just such an occasion. Uh, yeah, and it, I think it's this moment where the episode turns around for me. Uh, not that it was bad, it was fine, but uh, Michonne comes to and she's in the burning house and they kind of do what they were doing a lot in the first episode, less in the second episode. And we hadn't seen it that much in this episode yet. But before, mm-hmm. where they were transitioning back and forth between Michonne's uh, like inner psyche recreation of trying to find her kids when it all went down, and reality. Yeah, yeah it, it's great. And you know what? You just reminded me of... Um earlier when you're giving uh the guns to everybody in the house mm-hmm. you you see uh visions of michonne's daughters just running through the halls and it got me like every single time because it does this uh this sting yeah. this audio cue every time and i'm just like Ugh! it's a bit of a jump scare <laughs> when uh, you're <laughs> passing out the the guns and just see yeah. them running around in the background just the fact that it got me like four times <laughs> it's like stop uh but yeah, as as you're going through this building, uh, the, the house is burning burning down. You just keep reliving this moment of okay, it looks like what we saw before was actually fake. Of Colette and Elodie running into the apartment, and then like the phone ringing while they're running away. That never happened. Yeah. Uh, what actually happened was maybe weeks before the apocalypse happened, before the zombie outbreak happened. Uh, Michonne was going on either a business trip or separating from her husband. I couldn't exactly glean that aspect of it. Yeah, it seemed like her and her husband weren't necessarily uh, very close at this point in time. Yeah. It, her husband seemed a little resentful that she was leaving. I, I'm going to assume that she was separating from her husband and the father of her two kids. I could see that, yeah. Um. Because she seemed, she she was, like, very upset about it in a way that I don't necessarily think would have come through if it was just her leaving for, like, a business trip or something. Well, she was very upset about it in the version that we saw. But, like, yeah. this is all a recreation with her in the modern era that's, thinking of, it, of how it could have gone. That's true. Y- you know, the way it came across to me when playing it was, it was just a business trip, but her husband is very, uh... Like he he's just done, their relationship's probably like been on the rocks before that already. I could so. see that, yeah. And like he's annoyed that you, really you got to leave your family and your kids again for an extended yeah. period of time. Exactly. So I, I I don't know if they were split up just yet, but you know maybe they were. But I think I think it's conveyed well enough that uh, things were not good. Yeah, because if I can be completely honest, up to this point, every time they would, like, cut away from the main action to give Michonne this moment with her kids uh, in, in, like, some flashback or psychic episode or something, uh, I was a little annoyed. Like, not like not very annoyed. Annoyed is a strong word, but I was like, okay, yeah, let's get through this. Uh, because <laughs> I felt like it was taking away from the current action of the episode, which is what I was making all the decisions for, right? Right. Like, I'm making all of these de- uh, telltale-esque decisions about how to handle myself in this situation. So this situation is what I'm concerned with. 
And that backstory might be cool if I knew Michonne more, but again, we didn't read the comic or watch the show enough to have that connection with Michonne. Yeah. Uh, so, like, up to this point, I was kind of saying, yeah, I mean, like, it's cool. I, I get what they're doing, but it's, I'd rather, let's let's just focus on the, the task at hand with uh, Norma and Pete and Sam, at least, and, and see how those characters have their own arcs. But during this moment, I realized that they were giving us the option for the first time of really changing how something went in one of these flashbacks. Because Michonne uh, is just freaking out. She's she's having the worst episode she's ever had with, uh, you know, getting in, inside of her own mind and stuff. Right. Definitely not her day. And she's talking to her daughters. And mm-hmm. she, her daughters are saying, look, do you have to go? Can't you just stay here? And the, the dad's in the background saying, girls, you got to let your mom go. And then go ahead. Let her go. You have the option. After after like so many, so many temptations with this, they've given you throughout three episodes, they've given you these, these options of like, why didn't I just stay there? And they've really drilled into this idea of like, you should have just stayed there. You could have just stayed there. You could have stayed with them. She said it out loud multiple times. And mm-hmm. so she's, she's kneeling there. She's talking with her daughters. And then the they eventually start raising it to the point of like, okay, do you stay there or do you leave? And at meanwhile, while Michonne's all uh, occupied with this thought, Sam is trying to get her to jump out the window and she needs to jump out the window because the, the house is burning down. The structural integrity of it is running out quickly. Uh, you need to get out. And that's that's how they frame the choice of jumping out of this window and, and saving mm-hmm. yourself. They don't say save yourself or stay. They say leave your daughters or stay with them. And I I gotta say it it killed me. Shivers, shivers, Dustin, shivers, shivers, literal shivers. It it really killed me. Uh, and I I, like I had that. to. It's the first time I've done this in a really long time, actually. I paused the game as the timer was running down. Ooh, you don't do that very often. I don't let myself. I feel like it's cheating a little bit. But oh, but with no. this one, I, I had to. And I was like, oh my god. I, oh my god. <laughs> I, I guess I won't tell you that I do it, like, almost all the time. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, I, I think it's cheating because what I like out of it is, like, having to act on your feet and really think through if I was in this situation, treat it more like a simulator and and, Mm -hmm. and like let my own quick reaction instincts come back to haunt me. I think that's like a fun aspect of it, but I totally understand doing it other ways. Um, Yeah. There's some choices where I just, uh, you know, really just got to sit and think about it because it's just racking my brain. Also, a lot of the time uh, silence is an option. And when silence is an option, and I can't think of what I would say in a quick enough period of time, and I just be silent, I think that works out pretty well. But this is a binary. This is a, yeah. you leave your daughters or stay with them. And I I was even tempted, Dustin, I, I didn't do this, and I would never do this, to look up what this does. Ooh. Uh, and I, I didn't do it, but the thought occurred Wait, to me. Wait, so, 
So you were tempted to look it up before choosing? Yeah. Ooh, see, that's different. See, if you had said you were tempted to look up what happens after making your choice, you know, that would have been fine. But you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that a lot. I just because we need to talk about all the different options in the show. But you thought about seeing what you would get. I thought about cheating straight up. I thought about Mm. like cheating in this game and because. But I didn't. And and what I came down to after I was paused for maybe 10 seconds before making my choice. Um. I I came down to the idea of like I know I can't undo this. Mm-hmm. And I knew this the whole time. But I think what is so brilliant about this this mini series and, and how this how strong this ending comes together is that like the whole time I was sort of backseating Michonne through the last 3 episodes saying like yeah yeah you know all that backstory literally what i just told you like i'm bored with it i'm let's focus on right now <laughs> on the now yeah and then it brought me to a point where they were like okay you're focused on the now because you don't have to continually relive this choice all the time and do you see how much it's affecting you and i said game yes i do i do see that thank you game uh, thank you thank you for bringing that to my attention video game and the game made the choice that Michonne is dealing with all the time as hard for me to make as it was for her, which I think is exceptionally hard to do. Great game design. Amazing choice. Great writing. Telltale kind of had... They, they kind of had the juice at this point, Dustin. They did. They had the juice. So that's that's where a lot of my appreciation of this episode comes from. Yeah, um, I can see that. I think that's awesome. I I think uh, that that's great that it affected you in that same in that way. Uh, the choice is great. Um, for me, it was not a hard choice. Yeah, you got to leave I, your daughters, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like even when even when it got there, I was like, this is hard for Michonne, but for me, I just know you gotta, you just gotta, you can't stay here in a burning building with these girls. Yeah, and I mean, that is, that is ultimately what it came down for me, uh, to for me as well. I, mm-hmm. like, it's never not going to be, okay, you've had fun, but you're, you need to leave your past behind you because it's currently negatively affecting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that it just is the right answer and i think it's interesting to uh, think about this mini series juxtaposed with new tales from the borderlands which we just played because that is also a game with a lot of uh choices that turn out just to be like worse or better than other ones rather than the path through the game mm-hmm. uh, and we gave that game a lot of crap for that we did not let it get away with that without a fight in this podcast <laughs> Like the idea that there can be distinctly wrong choices that feels uh, antithetical to the point, but like this game has that too. Uh, right. I I looked up later what happens. Uh, well, just to say first what happens if you leave your daughters, Sam pulls you away and you both get out the window and then you're fine. Uh, yeah. But if you stay with your daughters, Sam grabs you 
and you're still pu- pulled out of the memory, which is kind of what I was like wondering. Like, if I stay with my daughters, do I just get locked inside my own mind? <laughs> but but no, in- inside of this burning building, that would be optimistic, almost in a weird way. What ha- actually happens is that people need to deal with your selfish bullshit of trying to relive the past. And Sam grabs you and throws you out the window, but then Sam falls through the, the floor because you took too long. And Sam dies. Yeah. yeah um... So in staying with your daughters, you've caused Sam's death because you cannot leave the past behind you. And you're too preoccupied with it and not focus on, not focusing on what can still be done. You know what I think makes it different from New Tales from the Borderlands? is um, here it's done like once. In New Tales from the Borderlands, it felt like the whole thing was built around like you got to make the right choices to get your skateboard score up. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah, I think putting a number on it was also bad in New Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Like the fact that there were four different percentages that we were measuring the whole time, that that did not feel good. Yeah, the whole game is based around picking what they want you to pick, not picking what you want to pick. Yeah. And here, it's just one choice, and it's a choice where, like, it's pretty obvious what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it is cool that they give you that choice regardless. Um, yeah, to be clear, what, what I was saying, like, taking the time on that, it wasn't that I found it not obvious, because I knew I had to leave my daughter's from the beginning it was just like i went through the stages of grief almost of of trying to yeah. like bargain maybe it's okay if i do th- even though i knew the whole time like no it's not okay and you need to you need to choose it uh you know what right. you need to do but it it sold how important that decision was to me is it, kind of what i was reeling through yeah it was a pause. choice that was hard for the character yeah yeah yeah, I can vibe with that. Well, I mean, I, they made the choice harder for me as the player without making it more or less obvious. Is is like yeah. there's a difference between difficulty of choice and obviousness of choice. It was very obvious. I had to leave the daughters, but it was still very hard. Still a tough choice. Yeah. Um and then uh so you you get away with certain members of your party either alive or dead notably mm-hmm. sam and uh you, you get sam and oak sound like the the big ones sam and oak <laughs> there's a spinoff hey sam oak that's professor oak's name whoa anyway <laughs> <laughs> you, you get back to the beach like where you're uh you you originally came from monroe and you have a conversation with uh, Pete, and it, it seems like things are going to be all right for him and Michonne. But uh, Pete very nicely, I think, kind of kicks kicks you out of the crew and says you need to go back to your old people. Yeah. Which is where she uh, came back into the picture in The Walking Dead. Yeah, perfect. They, what a what a loop. They made it work out, I assume. I, I, I assume it comic. was great when it happened. It it yeah. feels great from this perspective, <laughs> from this side. Yeah, it it all adds up for me. I get it. Yeah, and I I looked um if Sam dies, how does that Pete conversation go? And there's like one or two lines from Michonne and Pete each 
about Sam dying, yeah. uh, but it's basically the same. Right. Yeah, well, that's the episode. That's the season. Yeah, a whole three-episode season. Isn't that just too nutty? Yeah, I feel like we just came off New Tales from the Borderlands. I was telling you this last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we really just came off of it. I haven't watched the stink off me yet. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with episode three, What We Deserve, or The Walking Dead Michonne in general before we head into our segments? Um, You know what? I This episode was good. I did like it. I And, you know, last week's episode, I was saying, I don't believe that there will be enough time for us to re- really spend some time with these characters I said in that too. house. I said that too. And I do take that back now because they did. They gave us some time with the kids, especially Alex and his little uh, fortress. I thought that was a wonderful little scene. Yeah. I but think that thought at- really emphasizes like how important a finale episode is because you can just like, it, it can hit for you or not. And if yeah. it, you're putting so much weight on it, if it doesn't hit, it's like that tanks the season. Yeah, I do still wish we kind of got a little more with them because I feel like with the family members. Yeah, Yeah. just because like I think back to like season one and how like whenever a character died in season one, I was like devastated. I was like, no, well, not always, but sometimes. (laughs) Um, But here I'm just thinking like. If these characters had died, if Sam, if I had let Sam die by falling through the floor, would I be that upset? And I, the answer I came to was, I guess, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just feel like there's no way around it. Like, they do a good job with what they're given with the three episodes. Yeah. But I do feel like I would have gotten more out of it if it had been a full five-episode season. I agree that even though I really like that setup, I don't think Sam as an individual is is, uh, resonating that strongly for me compared to maybe how far she could have gone in a full season. Yeah, exactly. But that's also me judging the game for what I want it to be over what it is, I guess. And what it is, I think it does a good job and i enjoyed it yeah like for that that moment for me is all about michonne's inner conflict and inner journey and uh, sam is like the resultant of that depending on how much michonne is uh stuck in her ways or not is like it's represented by having sam die which you know is going to affect michonne but like yeah i agree it it doesn't really uh i mean i i want her to live just because it it's preventable yeah uh, just because i want all of these characters to, i don't want anyone to die yeah like unnecessary deaths you're gonna try to to fix it anyway but like i think the the weight of that the heft of that is just on how it affects michonne not in yeah. and of your relationship with the character sam herself right mm-hmm. so for for being a three episode season i think they did a, a great job mm-hmm. i it, it's just in the back of my mind i'm thinking like how would i feel if this was a full season and it's not fair to what it is but 
I think about like maybe maybe Paige could have been like a big character. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could have gotten more time with the boys or maybe Sam could have uh grown on you more and you you get a little bit of it but not a whole lot. You know what I think it might be? I, what might it be? I think it it's that we know Telltale's gone and The Walking Dead is done that mm-hmm. Like, especially for, for you, because for me, I have two more seasons left. But for you, it's like, I, I could imagine that finding that you don't hate this, uh, I mean, I mean even even like this spinoff season of The Walking Dead that you never got to have. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you're going to want more out of it no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a, a very understandable reaction. Yeah, yeah. I am I am looking forward to what's coming after this uh, because I don't really remember season three much at all. I don't I don't know why that is. I liked it when I played it, but just there's a much bigger time really... jump between seasons two and three, and yeah. either three and four or one and two. Yeah, so I I'm looking forward to that and season four since I just haven't played any of that at all. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to season four, although that will. That'll just be the end of the podcast. So I'm looking forward to, to it for other reasons. I don't want to talk to you anymore, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I've had it with this. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I've decided that you are substandard company and will be replaced. <laughs> oh, man. But it, not for at least a, a long ass time. We have a lot of podcasts <laughs> ahead of us still. I have job security for a little bit. Isn't it wild that we still have a lot of this podcast ahead of us? Yeah. I, Less than I half, but up- like a lot still. Yeah, I bring it up to you all the time. I I was talking to Adam about it just the other day about how it feels like we've just done like almost everything. And I know we haven't, but like I think back to what all we've done and I'm like, yeah, we're like four fifths of the way done and we're not. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not four fifths. Yeah, we're not close. Maybe three fifths. We're we're maybe. mm, I I would say that we're like approaching three fifths, but actually I don't know if that's true anymore because of what ne- uh, Neo Telltale is doing with Wolf 2 and The Expanse, that kind of puts us behind Three-Fifths. Right. I, I'm just thinking, like, specifically what all is out so far. But, yeah, it just feels like we've done way more than what's left when it's not the case. It's just, it's, every time I think about it, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you, I have a question for you regarding the three-episode structure. Spit that nasty stuff, brother. Provided Neo Telltale's stuff is good when it comes out. We like The Expanse. We like Wolf 2. Right. Would you want to see another, like, mini-season like this from them? For for Walking Dead? Oh, not, no, not necessarily. Just, like, use the three-episode structure rather than the five-episode structure. How do you feel about that? Um... I guess it depends. I don't know if I would want... I don't know, because I just got done saying, like, I feel like maybe this could have flourished even more than it did if we had a full five-episode season. Mm-hmm. But maybe they could. Maybe they could pull off a, a miniseries, a, a little short season like this. Maybe, Maybe it just comes down to me being so used to the structure of the other seasons so far yeah yeah i could see that it, it's hard to say i i 
I'd be interested. I wouldn't be like opposed to it. Like if they announced like, hey, we're doing three more episodes of Wallace and Gromit. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh, three episodes. How are you going to get the nuances to the characters in that? Yeah. How, but, how could he How could he derive so much contempt for me in that small <laughs> a period of time? <laughs> there's so many. There's so much more he could have frustrated. Well, it's with. interesting that you bring up Wallace and Gromit because that was a four episode season, so that was already a little shorter than That's normal. That's true. That's already short. And uh, the final episode or the final season of The Walking Dead is four episodes, not five. That's true. And, I wonder how that goes. Well, I I'm I'm assuming that four episodes, based on how I felt about Wallace and Gromit. Is just not. It's not going to feel any different than five. Four is basically five, right? It it needs to go down to three for us to feel it. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I hear great things about season four. I, yeah. I just hear a lot of people really enjoyed it. Yeah, you want to get into our segments here for the Walking Dead and Shown episode three? To. What we deserve. I would love to get into a Mitchell. <laughs> well, who's your weekly guy? My weekly guy. I'm giving it to Oak, even though we didn't mm, do that much. Okay. I really like that scene at the beginning and how just how much it warmed me up to the character. Like having a character that's cantankerous, but kind of has a soft side. You know, it's nothing like new, but it made me like him more. Uh, and I, I just feel like I, no one else besides Michonne. Like, Michonne had a lot to do in this episode with her uh, hallucinations. That's great. And no one else does a bad job, but it just comes down to, like, not having the time to really let very many other people flourish. Although, I, you know what? I would say Alex is a good runner-up. Even though you only have that one scene with him, it really yeah, makes yeah, you was feel a good for one. the character. Um, my weekly guy but, is Michonne. Yeah, I mean that just makes sense. Yeah, I especially because I've I've withheld the title from Michonne for the first two episodes. Right. And we talked about it on the episodes we were like, I don't really know who she is. I definitely know who she is now. It it got me. It I am over the hump of not knowing who Michonne is. I'm a hundred percent aware of who that character is written to be. <laughs> not just in terms of her backstory or but like her personality. I get it. Good job on writing her. Good job, Telltale. Yeah, I went into this season thinking, like, I didn't know anything about Michonne, so I thought she was just going to be another, like, Molly-type character who's just good at everything. She has all those swords, and uh, she's still alive and can keep other people alive, and that's really not the case. Yeah, and I wonder if they did give Molly or, um, what's her name, the other one that was basically the same, Jane. Jane. Uh, uh, I wonder if they did give Molly or Jane a three-episode arc like this that we we would grow to like those characters as well oh yeah i'll put jane aside jane's different just molly like imagine if molly got a three episode arc like this i, I bet you could do something, a lot like that or a lot with yeah that. something that something that lets you get a feel for who the character is rather than just being immediately good at everything and having all the snappy one-liners yeah especially when uh was it was it called hawthorne was that the name of it with uh the the group that she was with What's Hawthorne? Hawthorne's a thing. Hawthorne's a thing. Um, I feel so embarrassed that I don't remember. Which one's Hawthorne? Was that even in Walking Dead or is that, am I getting that mixed up with, okay, Telltale. I think I just have so much. Crawford. Crawford. Okay, so what's Hawthorne? 
I don't know. It's Michonne's last name. That's fine. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom of this mystery. Um, so piggybacking off of your weekly guide, Dustin, my golden moment is the scene in Alex's fortress. It's also mine. It's a good one. It's a really good little talk. Yeah, it's nice to have... It's the quiet before the storm. It's a nice little moment where you can just sit and talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And, and just have, like, a sweet little conversation with someone before uh, people get bullets in their heads. Yeah, and this reminded me a lot of Sarah in that first Sarah conversation in season two. Mm-hmm. Where... Because uh, they're both characters that their dad has prohibited them from learning about the walkers. Right. Uh, but in, in this case, I like it a little more than that because I always felt uneasy about that in, in regards to Sarah. Like you have to, she has to know about this eventually. It it will doom her and eventually did. Um, but whoops. Yeah. Whoops. But Alex is like, look, I know I'm young and I don't get everything, but I know what those things are. And I thought that was that was a, a nice twist on that moment we've seen in this style of game already. Right. He's a smart little kid. Yeah. A little tight. It definitely changed the, the tone of the conversation of like, oh, you know? Ooh. <laughs> Shit, I don't even know. Tell me, man. Yeah, it's like talking to a kid about Christmas presents, but like he's making it very clear. I know you are Santa, so like, don't mess with me about telling me Santa's got to eat a cookie. No, I know you bought it already. Let's talk about the gifts. I love the idea of someone doing that, but the parents are still like trying to convince them. That was that was my thing for a, a while. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, because I I had a, a three a sister who was three years younger than me, and then a mm-hmm. sister who's eleven years younger than me. Uh, so we were just kind of like always going in Santa mode around Christmas, really, until like everyone was an adult. Uh, right. So there there was times when I was like, I wanted to say I was like 10 or 11, which I think is probably a little old, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know when people get it. And I'm telling my mom like, mom, I know the shit's not real. I know it. <laughs> little mitchell wolf coming in with like a a quivery lip yeah and, she, and watery eyes she had to take me aside and be like mitchell i know that you know you're old <laughs> it, it's for Lindsay, and i'm like oh okay i get it okay it's fine <laughs> i get it want to know how it went for me yeah so i believed in santa a little longer than i should have just because i wanted to dustin i love I that like- for you <laughs> I did. I didn't want to be like no. I don't want to. I don't want to believe that there's no magic in the world. <laughs> How old would you say? Probably eight or nine, maybe. Oh, okay, that's that's younger than the age I just said my thing was. You're good. Yeah, but it still seemed old to me at the time. Yeah, I mean, I I, like... I really had it even like five years before that. I was just sort of like, I guess <laughs> I'm we're doing sick this. Of this Santa shit. <laughs> just like passive aggressively yeah you know i guess uh santa sure enjoyed the cookies hmm? yeah i remember one of my uncles going like so which one's your favorite reindeer and i'm like oh we're still doing this shit (laughs) vixen i I don't know (laughs) dancer (sighs) yeah uh reggie (laughs) rudolph i guess he's the brightest 
Yeah, he's he's the one in with the song. He has the movie. Donner doesn't have his own movie. <laughs> he has the movie. <laughs> yeah, boy, this this segment went to Christmas somehow. Uh, choice cut. Choice cut was whether or not to give Randall back to Norma. We were talking oh, about okay, yeah. Before this, before this show, I was having a hell of a time picking uh, a choice, a choice cut for this. Even this, I'm not, like, super wowed by, but I do like that it has, like, so many different outcomes. You just gotta figure out how to play your hand. Yeah. Like, for me, when it happened, I didn't even think twice. I was just like, yeah, here, have him. Now give me my guy. Uh, It's fine. We did, like, our little trade. Um, But I like that it gives you the choice to be like, no, we're we're keeping Randall. You have so many of our guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was yours though? I guess I know what yours yeah, is. Yeah, leaving daughters. That was that was definitely the choice cut. Yeah. I feel a little lame about mine now. No, <laughs> I mean that's yeah, good. that's great. I mean we we were actually talking before the uh the episode started. Because even even though I had that experience, I always feel a little, maybe it's just the hipster in me, but I feel a little lame saying that my choice cut is the one that they were centering the, the episode one. around. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll, I, I'll just say they did a good job and, and let them have it this time. Yeah, I, I do think they did a good job. I think it just comes down to, for, I don't know, that is a better choice than the one I picked. <laughs> But well, I didn't have it, that at all, so I was interested yeah, to, to hear you talk true. about your aspect of that. Yeah, I thought it was fun to kind of plan it out and be like, mm, do we give them to you or not? And I, I really liked that you, like, your Randall was a walker. Mm-hmm. You have no, <laughs> you do not have the upper hand in this situation. And it's so funny to think about how you can just, like, kind of show... you. So, you, how did it play out for you again? You said you, like, kind of showed her Randall under the bag? Yeah, I, I like, pulled his arm and said, Look, we got him right here. And then he goes... <laughs> and then we put him that back rem- behind the, the wall. <laughs> that reminds me of the scene in Toy Story when Woody's, yeah. like, trying to convince them that Buzz is there and okay. Yeah, it was a little. It, it wasn't actually funny in the moment, but like thinking back on that, that's it's pretty cartoony. Yeah, it's so funny the way you described it because it's like how how is this a good choice for you to make? <laughs> like how is how is it a good choice? She's gonna know something's up if you're just like here's his arm. Well, she <laughs> she literally says he better not look as bad as he sounds under that bag. <laughs> there better be the rest of a month with that. And I I. Norma was almost my weekly guy because I I could tell in that moment Norma knew and she was like doing that very familiar thing when that that you were just describing with Santa Claus where she knows she knows but she's uh <laughs> she wants it to be true she wants the lie to be real yeah she she's trying to convince herself of it because she doesn't like the feeling of knowing the truth yeah what i recently did with a landlord who i was talking with about a house that was great and definitely not a definitely not a scam and fake (laughs) (laughs) i at a certain point in the email process i knew this was i knew this was fake and uh kept emailing him and uh maybe it's fine maybe it's good turned out to be very fake (laughs) yeah I need a place the, to live. The break. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> this guy this guy was your Santa Claus. 
<sighs> yeah, so that's been uh, that's been the Walking Dead Michonne. It's been good. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I had never played this before. Yeah, a compact little thing. I know uh, your roommates, especially Andrew, who got really into the Walking Dead, uh, like passed this one up at first, mm-hmm. just because it's not like the same continuous story. That's why I passed it up at first. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to skip anything, this is a safe one to do. Like, skip this first, and then skip 400 days, and then at that point you're just skipping canon parts of the story. Yeah, then skip, like, season three, then skip season one, season two, you know, <laughs> until <laughs> yeah. all you have left is Sam and Max season two. Yeah, this is a pretty good season. <laughs> all, you pl- yeah. all you have left is Maui Better Blues, and that's it. <laughs> I guess it's better than nothing. Uh, so what are we playing next week, Dustin? I I believe we settled on Minecraft Story Mode. Is that right? Is that right? I think Patrick? it is. I think it is. So, Dustin, we're playing Minecraft Story Mode Season One as our next game. We're not that, doing what we did. Just I say with, Season Two. I don't think you said Season at all. So you're good. Oh, cool. But you awesome. You have betrayed that you were self conscious about it. Ha ha. Uh, but yeah, so next we're playing Minecraft Story Mode Season 1. We're not doing what we just did with Borderlands and just getting it all through at once. We're just doing Season 1 for now. And then right. after that, uh, I believe it's it's on the docket that we're going to do Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, so we've... I, I think like the big ones of this era of Telltale are Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, and Tales from the Borderlands. So now that we're like beyond those, we're doing Minecraft and Game of Thrones and stuff. Now we're really in the thick of it. We're we're in the the fat of the the thickest era of Telltale. Right. And Minecraft story mode was a big deal at the time. Like well, it was it was, it was a big Netflix. deal. I, I I don't think it was like it doesn't have the retrospect celebration that some of those other ones have. Right. But yeah. It definitely was a big deal. I mean, Minecraft itself is one of the biggest brands around. It was a bigger brand uh, than either the comic The Walking Dead or Fables or Borderlands, the video games, were when those Telltale things started. Although Walking Dead might have gotten there just via the show. Later on, though, not immediately. Right. You know what's interesting about Minecraft? For me... I never really played that much Minecraft growing up. I knew it was popular, but I never really got into it. And then it's just crazy to think that not only does it get a Telltale game just all about it, like among things like Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, etc., but then it also gets into Smash Brothers. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think by by Smash Brothers, you know, it seemed like obvious just how big the series was. Oh, sure. But it's it's just an interesting thing to think about how I just never really got into it. But then it it just blows up. Mm-hmm. It's huge. No, yeah, Minecraft is enormous, biggest game of all time, biggest singular game of all time. It's not the biggest game That's franchise. True. I think Mario and Zelda and even Final Fantasy and stuff are are higher than it. But there's no one, or not Zelda, sorry, I think Zelda's probably not. Uh, I meant to say Pokemon. But there is no one Pokemon game, even, that is higher than Minecraft. Mm Mm-hmm. Ain't that just crazy? And we're going to play the story mode of it. The story mode. Do you think that as time goes on, Microsoft, the current owners of Minecraft, get, like, 
a little more and more frustrated that they <laughs> wasted calling something the story mode of Minecraft on something that they don't really have control over and wasn't really as impactful as Minecraft itself. Oh, definitely. Like, if they didn't already use it, they could have added a mode called Story Mode to Minecraft. Yeah. Like, just attached to the actual game. Or the, the recent game, uh, Minecraft Dungeons, that's kind of like the uh, yeah. Diablo-like. Uh, they could have they could have called that Minecraft Story Mode as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they used it on the Telltale one. I'm excited to see it. I, I have I a am feeling... Too. I have no idea what to expect. I, I I I have a feeling, <laughs> is what I'll say. You'll have to tune in next week to find out what that feeling is. And until next week, have a great summer. I forgot about it for a second. Have a great summer, guys. Have a great summer. Hags.